At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Wednesday morning, too. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DK Network live from Bar Canada at the D. Downtown Vegas. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. How you doing? What's up, bro? When are, we going, when are we going clubbing again? We haven't been Me clubbing in a while. It was a little yeah. discussion before the show. <laughs> What amount of money it would take for us to spend three hours. That's our that's our mark. Three hours, three hours. in the sober. dead of night in one of these clubs. Sober. <laughs> sober. <laughs> Which for me is all the time. Right. <laughs> and, and, and the answer to that question, we have learned, is a function of your age. Mm-hmm. The yeah. older you get, the more you become your father, the higher that figure becomes. Mm-hmm. There it is. We've solved all your problems this morning. All right. We'll take, we'll take all submissions <laughs> for how much money it would take for you to spend three hours late night in Devil By the way, no games are going on, so you have no bets to distract you and pass the time. That's yeah, the, that was my first that's question. That's the real key. I was like, do I get to pick the time that I could go in there? Because then I could follow, no, follow a game no, or something. No, nope. I'm throwing you in there when I want to throw you in there. All right. Uh, on the show today, Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke to talk baseball with us, as will Will Hill. And speaking of baseball, how about every guest on the show yesterday? Legesa with the uh, Corey Seager over bases. That was done and a, and a win in your account by the time that Corey Swig, uh, Seager swung that bat and put it out of the ballpark. Uh, Bam. Not out of the ballpark, but out of the, uh, in the bleachers, it should be stated. Uh, deposited it deep past the fence for a solo jack in the uh, first inning against the Orioles yesterday. Uh, we also had both Sporer and Borchard like the Rangers. Rangers win that game against the Orioles 7-1. to one, And... Uh, Borchard even made that comment about how he was not as high as Sonny Gray as other people were. That manifested as well. The Astros' role in their game. Uh, obviously, the Astros win at 9-1 to against the Twins, take a 2-1 to lead in that best-of-five divisional round series. Jose Abreu with a three-run shot in the first inning to take a 1-0 lead to a 4-0 lead. Astros cruise from there to the 9-1 to win. And by the way, in that Rangers 7-1 to victory, it was not only the Seager solo jack, but it was the Araldis Garcia three-run homer that blew open a three-to-nothing lead to a six-to-nothing lead in the second inning of that, and the Rangers cruise seven-to-one. An Orioles team that here on this show, again, I've said it many times, grew up on this team, never thought that they were postseason ready uh, with their pitching, the way it was currently constituted, and of course with the Batista injury in the the bullpen. Um, So the Orioles swept by the Rangers, who have not lost a postseason game, and shout out to Bruce Bochy. Can I just make a non-sports betting Bruce Bochy comment on that? Uh, Bruce Bochy, who won three World Series with the San Francisco Giants, 13 years as the San Francisco Giants skipper, 12 before that with the Padres, but 3-13 and 13 with the Giants, famously. And at the end of the 2019 season, um, 
or is the beginning of the 2019 season. I can't remember. I think that was his last season. Farhad Zaidi. Uh, Farhan Zaidi was coming in with who was already in with the Giants. He was known as an analytics guy. Came from the Dodgers organization, and in the Dodgers organization, it was known that some of the the lineups and perhaps the in-game managing was not a Davy Roberts thing, but was sent from up above. And so, why did Bochi leave the Giants? It wasn't that they pushed him out. Bo- Bochi was almost as classy as could be. I, I think he sensed on the horizon his old school by you know doing it by feel method of winning baseball that he might have to actually, you know, listen and defer to those above in the uh, front office. And rather than push for a contract extension and make that something where the fans would rebel against the front office and it would be this awkward thing, he just said, you know what, this is my last year. I'm good. And uh, allowed him to go away from the sport, reset, and look at him again with the Rangers now. Got the Texas Rangers in the uh, American League Championship Series. So, can't say enough about Bruce Bochy, who really handled his exit in San Francisco as as well as any manager could with that kind of pedigree. Yeah, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and everything he accomplished there. Yeah. By the way, the flies yeah, attacking me. Just want to point that out. <laughs> All right. So be- one single one too. Because of that sweep, um, and they'll do obviously some uh, soul searching in Baltimore this off season in terms of player acquisition. Uh, we have a triple header today in baseball. Atlanta at Philly, game number three. This is the series that's knotted up at one game apiece. We go back to Philly. This is also the one listing that we don't have official yet. We don't know if the Braves are going with Bryce Elder today. Phillies are minus 120. We do know it's Aaron Nola. Uh, Aaron Nola, who went seven strong against the Bru- excuse me, against the Marlins in game two of that series, uh, in the wild card series, the Philly mini sweep of the Marlins. 7-1 victory when he was on the hill. He went seven strong, gave up no earned runs, three hits, three Ks, uh, gave up a walk in 88 pitches in that ball game. He was wonderful. On the season, though, you know, 4.46 ERA, 4.03 FIP, 3.63 XFIP, nothing too spectacular. And as many a better will tell you, you don't know what you're getting from Aaron Nola game after game, but I think I'm on the Phillies uh, probably in this one. I do have the Phillies again to Ooh. beat the Astros in the World Series. I was going to ask you about that. All right. Well, the one that I'm definitely on, Houston at Minnesota, where it could be cold. It's Jose Urquidy at Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan finally gets a postseason start here after he was, uh, we thought he was slated to pitch in the previous series. But uh, Urquidy, just, you know, awful numbers, 5.29 ERA, 5.38 FIP, 5.45 XFIP. And a lot of that has to do with just a, a horrible K-to-walk ratio, 16 0.4% K rate and a 9.1% walk rate. But, you know, Christian Javier didn't have the best season ever, and he was great yesterday. Uh, Joe Ryan, 4.51 ERA, 4.13 uh, FIP, and a 3.76 XFIP. The XFIP is better because he has a ridiculous 29.3% uh, home run to, excuse me, pardon me, uh, a high home run to fly ball rate. But he's got a 29.3% K rate and a 5.1% walk rate. He has a good swinging you know, a good swinging strike rate. The issue with Joe Ryan here is that the Astros don't swing at nonsense. And so it's really not the best matchup. I'll be on the Astros to close this out today. So I think it's the if Phillies and the Astros for me just sort of backing up my uh, my whole futures play on the Phillies meeting the Astros in the World Series and beating them. And then I won't have anything to do with the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks tonight. Diamondbacks looking to close out the Dodgers in a sweep as we head back to the desert. It's Lance Lynn at Brandon Fott. And as we know, Brandon Fott uh, did not have a good year. Neither of these guys. 5.73 ERA for Lynn. The advanced stats aren't much better. The XFIP's a little better because of a, of a terrible home run to fly ball rate. But 5.72 ERA this year for Fott. Um, but he went two and two-thirds, gave up three earned runs in game one against the Brewers. Remember, that was the game where the Diamondbacks came back from a three-to-nothing deficit 
and had to win it six to three. So I, I want nothing to do with that matchup as the Dodgers try to stave off elimination uh, in that one. But very pumped for baseball today, triple header. Yeah, I was going to ask you about so, uh, some of those World Series odds too right now. I found, I found those kind of interesting with the one team already having clinched uh, a spot. Any interest in betting the Rangers at, at slightly longer price uh, right now than Astros or Braves to win the World Series? I know, uh, I know you're already. Yeah, invested. I'm already locked into it. I, I mean, I don't think I don't think three to one is is a good enough number for anything at this point. Okay. Yeah, I'd have, it, it would have to be juicier than that. You're not going to find like at this point massive value. I mean, I think if there's anything there, the Diamondbacks with a two to nothing lead yeah. over the Dodgers at plus six fifty might represent the best quote-unquote value at this moment in time unless you think the Dodgers like unless you think the Dodgers are coming back <laughs> I was gonna bring that up at, yeah. at which point 17 to 1 or the twins at 18 to 1 if you think they're coming back from a 2 to 1 deficit some people might think that's the best value I do not because that's not my preflop notion but some people might view that as clearly the best the, yeah, tw- I, the twins down two to one 18 to 1 I don't think that I don't think that Dodgers number is even long enough, or as long as it should be. But if I was going to, ma- if I thought they were coming back at all, at all in that series, I, I would definitely I have, be adding that. I have zero confidence in them right yeah. now. Yeah, zero. Mookie Betts in a awful postseason slump, uh, dating back to last year as well. Um, okay, football. We did have some football notes that are that are interesting. First of all, a lot of weather, not only in Minnesota tonight, is expected to perhaps be cool weather for the baseball game, but this weekend. In the northeast portion of the country, a lot of inclement weather expected, and everybody sort of hit the unders big league-wide. What were all the games where it was where we got knocked down on unders yesterday? Yeah, 49ers, Browns, um, and I did take a piece of that under 30-and-a-half when it was on its way down yesterday, but it's at 37, 37-and-a-half right now. Now, that is both weather and Cleveland Browns quarterback uh, situation, I guess. Deshaun Watson. Browns still coming off. They're coming off a bye, but there's still questions about whether Watson's going to go this week or not. And the Browns said P.J. Walker will be the starter, if not Deshaun. Yeah, Browns with the interesting comment of that yesterday, which I don't really know why you need to say that unless you think Deshaun Watson's not going to play We don't play know if he's not going to play, but if he doesn't, it's not going to be DTR anymore. Yeah, I just don't know what, who in the media was, was hammering to know who the what the backup quarter, quarterback's <laughs> Well, you got me your answer. You're interested who the starter would be, but not the backup. So uh, that one, the Jets-Eagles, I think that game's also expected to get weather. Uh, that total at like 41 right now. And then Seahawks-Bengals, it might not sound like it's a super low total, but 44 and a half for these two, I think for these two teams feels a little low. Uh, so that one, that, that one definitely lowered down as well. Yeah, heavy wins expected tomorrow night in Kansas yeah. City. Any interest in the under or the Broncos, perhaps, in that I one, getting the I, points? I'm a God, man. I don't, I don't know if I can do it, but I think if, if anything, it'd be the Broncos on the points. Ten and a half. It's supposed to be, I mean, wh- winds around 20 miles an hour sustained. Like, that is, that's some serious wind. Um, and this Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs defense has been playing great, right? But the offense is, they're not, they're not running away with too many games right now. So, I, I don't know. I, I haven't done anything with it yet, Gil, but it's, it's, it, would be, it would be Broncos and the points or nothing. For me. Yeah, we were talking about Offensive Rookie of the Year briefly at the beginning of yesterday's show because of the, uh, of the A-chan injury with the Dolphins and how he's sort of, if he's going to miss multiple weeks, that he's sort of removed from the Offensive Rookie of the Year discussion, cleaning up the Offensive Rookie of the Year market just a little more this morning. 
in the worst kind of way. Obviously, there's real-life implications, not just the betting ones. But Anthony Richardson now expected to miss four to eight weeks yeah. per Adam Schefter for the Colts. So he, de facto, right, by default, gets moved out of the Offensive Rookie of the Year discussion. So this is getting very, very distilled now to the Stroud, Bijan, Puka Nakua trinity of the top like we're, we're not even to week six yet it's incredible yeah. yes like you were basically down to three um and i yeah i mean just with one being a quarterback you have to wonder if there's value on that number plus 130 i know you got a great ticket on puka nakua so you'll be rooting hard for I, don't, him. I don't have as good a number as others do yeah well, mine's 25 to one it's not, not as sexy as some other people have but cj stroud is the quarterback in the mix and he has done nothing not to win that award yeah. at this point yep We'll come back. Drew Dinsick will join us. Talk a lot of NFL week number six and some survivor thoughts as well. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. A special numbers game investigation reveals that basketball season is ready to tip off, and the VSIN experts have been hard at work tracking the latest player moves to help you bet smarter. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get our all new NBA betting guide featuring up to date previews on all 30 teams, futures, and year long player props. Best bets on player awards like Rookie of the Year, live betting strategies, plus strategy and advice on building your own NBA betting model from senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel. The Jonathan Von model, if you will. Give yourself an edge this season to get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at vsin.com slash subscribe. Our own Kelly Bidlin worked on that betting guide. That's right. Live betting strategies, if you're watching at home. That one. That one's me. And then alternate season win totals. So All right. Love it. Love it. Um, Drew Dinsick happens to be here. Drew Dinsick not only talks NFL with us, but he talks NBA with us as well. You may know him from both the Deep Dive podcast and, of course, NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at whale underscore capper. How you doing, Drewski? What's happening? I'm doing well. Good to, uh, good to talk to you guys. It feels like it's been a while, even though I'm pretty sure I talked to you guys last week. But, uh, yeah, no, everything everything's good. <laughs> it's just been... Was that memorable, huh? Is that what you're saying? Well, it's, yeah. no, it's just been uh, just been too busy. Been traveling and, you know, having having uh, having a great time. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, you know, enjoying the NFL season so far. Excited for the NBA to come up. Uh, I feel like I have a lot of homework to do. I was kind of waiting to... There's a, I feel like there's a bunch of answers... Uh, you know, we need a bunch of answers to questions about rotations to really have solid NBA fairs. And so uh, I was waiting to really sink my teeth until we had a couple of these preseason games going and watching the preseason games has me 
pretty excited for this season. I mean, we have a lot of really good young teams to complement what is a super competitive, uh, you know, set of well-established uh, contenders. So the the season should be pretty awesome, uh, not just from a betting standpoint, but from a uh, entertainment standpoint. Have you made any NBA season-long bets at all? And and short of that, even if you haven't, do you have some sort of formed opinions that you think might be uh, counter to conventional wisdom? I'm probably about a week away from really firing into some of the future and award markets. Um, the, uh, the it's you know it's it's tough. It's going to be tough. I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to uh, find another 50 to one winner. Uh, on the uh, eve of the regular season, like Mike Brown, coach of the year last year, I That's hope. That's right. Uh, hope we hope there's something like that. Um, but uh, the you know the futures markets proper and just kind of in general understanding which teams are going to be contending for our titles is tough because it's a two horse race in the East, in my opinion, between Milwaukee and Boston. I lean Boston in that, but I haven't made a bet because I'm hopeful that I can scoop an in season price that's better than the current price there. Um, and then uh, the um, the West is uh, is awesome i mean realistically i don't think anyone with could give you high confidence of who the eight playoff teams are going to be um there are going to be three that are is pretty unbelievable right now so let me ask you one macro nba question before we move on to the to the nfl which is you famously came on here and you gave a wonderful wonderful you were the first person to come on here give a wonderful um you know dissertation on why you felt like nfl alternate season win totals was the market to bet and you gave all reasons why that the pricing couldn't possibly be efficient on it and we've talked about it for years since you first brought it up the nba is obviously not 17 games it's 82 games per team on their schedule yet there are some spots not all but some spots are offering alternate season win totals in the nba now of course the value of every win is not going to be nearly the same as it is in the nfl but might you gravitate towards that market at all in the NBA? Yeah, I uh, my gut says it's probably just as true, but there are more. There are complicating factors. Um, the first is that the win total markets in the NBA have gotten more efficient. Um, you know, there there used to be totals you would see kind of flirting with sixty for the really good teams, mm-hmm. and sixty is an uh, feels like an infinite number of wins in today's NBA. Um, so, you know, that, that there were definitely kind of, there was low hanging fruit where if you had an, a, an ankle to bet an under on a team that was expected to be outstanding, uh, you know, an alt under probably was even more, more of an edge. Uh, and then there was also the complications in the last handful of years of teams tanking for outstanding future prospects. Um, last year in particular, there were four or five teams that you realistically, you may have looked at them on paper and been like, man, a lot of good young talent here. They could take a step forward, but I can't play an over with this team because if they're even flirting with, uh, you know, a high lottery, um, you know, in the final you know frame of the season, um, you know, you could, like, you could have had a great read that the Utah jazz were going to be super competitive last year. I want to say their win total was like 21, 23. It was in, it was in the low twenties, uh, and they beat it by margin. Um, but even in doing so, they basically mailed in the final month of the season, uh, and so, you know, that that was a complicating factor last year that I don't really think exists this year. I haven't heard anyone really kind of, uh, um, you know, expecting that there is another wave of, of tanking, although it always happens. Uh, I would expect that, 
some of these teams that have now tanked three, four seasons in a row, they are going to need to start showing improvement or there's going to be people who are losing their jobs. Uh, so I think realistically, the the bunching of teams, which number one, the market, you know, just if you didn't already know, if you haven't been following win totals for years, the um, market, the totals themselves have been clustering, you know, closer to uh, average, which, you know, should create value at the outliers. But I think this year, you know, I, I would expect that you probably have a more bunched set of results because the strength and the disparity between teams, particularly in the West, is, is just not that high. Um, and then, uh, you know, the, the incentives for tanking are pretty low. Kelly, by the way, put together some numbers on alt-season win totals in the NBA, just as a backdrop for those who missed it. Um, last year, the number of teams with totals off by three-plus wins, 21, previous year, 22. Wow. Uh, and then the previous year to that, 19, the number of teams with win totals off by five-plus wins, which is really the extent of what is offered at the books that even offer this at this point, 17 of the NBA teams last year. So more than half, again, more than five teams, either to the uh, to the good or to the bad, different from their pre-flop season win total. You see it was 11 the year before that. So um, five is a, a little less of a, uh, of a a sure feeling about that one. But that's interesting um, to yeah. go back and look at that. The, the other, I lied. There's one more NBA question. There is an, uh, <laughs> there is an in-play tournament this year. And it's, at, yeah, the, it's yeah. at the beginning of, not the, quite the beginning, but it's December 7th through the 9th. And there's group play and there's knockout rounds. And it's, it's very, you know, the uh, European soccer fans are used to this. We're in the middle of a Premier League season. The teams go off and they play other things like the Champions League. We're not used to this. It's not quite the same thing because it's not with, like, teams from other countries or anything. But in the middle of the actual regular season, there's an in-game tournament um, and some of these games count, right? The, the first ones count to the standings. And then they're going to manipulate how the teams that get knocked out will count their consolation games, will, will count towards the standings. It's a whole thing. Do, do you look forward to something like that? Are you, do, you, do you think in advance, like, I don't, I'm probably not going to want any part of that, or there's no difference to that? Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I think it, I, I don't know that it presents more angles than the regular season games would in that time frame but there's probably some macro stuff that if you're paying close attention if you're coming up with some theses about how teams will treat that yeah tournament there's, there's, I, you know, yeah, yeah for instance there isn't like oh young team wants to win this for whatever reason yeah, right. for yeah <laughs> yeah, I think I think that uh, you can probably come into that with some. I haven't thought hard about the in-season tournament at all, but once we get to that point, uh, I'm sure I'll have an opinion on how it shaped, you know, how the markets ought to be shaped relative to regular season NBA. Uh, the uh, the the macro angle that I think is going to have the biggest impact, and hopefully for someone like me who carefully tracks player fatigue has a positive impact on my bottom line is the uh, player participation policy. Yes. I'm um, not sure if you know about this or have talked about it already, but uh, the policy prevents teams uh, without approval from resting multiple star players in the same game uh, or sitting healthy ones in national TV or in season tournament games. I think this is going to help people who are kind of carefully tracking you know, player fatigue 
better I, you're going to have better projections and predictions for when players will sit on the non nationally televised games because I don't I think the um you know the the bread the, the cake has been cooked like this is how you handle it's how you manage the the rigors of an 82 game season now is you give your players you know specific games off um I, uh, I you know of the of the homework I've done so far in the NBA season it's mostly been looking at the schedule and trying to figure out okay these are sort of the non-critical games that uh, teams are going to use as their active rest spots um and i think if you know that uh when the market opens or when the you know before before it's widely uh you know why it's widely shaped by the betters then uh i think you can probably capture a ton of value yeah jvt and i were talking about that a couple weeks ago i think it's going to be really interesting to track drew and i'm i'm gonna right there with you i'm hoping it falls into that i'm a little scared jvt brought this up if do we just start getting more erroneous kind of injury reports, right? Where it's, oh, LeBron has a tight calf or something, and that's why he's not playing to work around the rules. I really hope we don't see that. Yeah. More NBA than I anticipated us talking this morning, but that's a good little, uh, good little, you know, preamble to the season for sure. Uh, we will talk NFL with Drew on the other side. Week six, what he's got in pocket already, what he's thinking about, and how week five went for him. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Numbers game on v the Sports Betting Network. Hi, we got to take a break and talk about Zen Nicotine Pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one. Well, Zen Nicotine Pouches, they're already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or dipper, looking to ditch the ashtray or spit cup, look no further than Zen. Zin is made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. I'm told Bill 80's favorite flavor is wintergreen. That's not in the read. I just thought I'd throw that in there. I was going to ask about it. And it's available in two strengths, so you can control your nicotine satisfaction because it's discreet. It's discreet, Kelly. You can enjoy it anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, every can of Zin earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zin swag, and even gift cards. Find your Zin at your local convenience store or online at Zin.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the feedback from everybody. Cody at Let's Cody. Uh, Let's Cody 182. He says, oh, he's talking about F1. So they announced there. He just got wind of the times of the F1 races here in Vegas in November. He says, can you please talk today about how ridiculous these times are for East Coasters like myself? Yeah, everything starts here at like 10 at night. Okay, so I had the same reaction initially, but then someone explained to me how, like the like what the heat on the roads could be a a, a issue, even right before Thanksgiving. So it, that's what I thought as well, but I think just out of an abundance of caution, in abundance case of it, caution, in case it was really in hot. case it was unseasonably warm. Exactly. Uh, this is from the Unders Club. Maybe uh, Gil could mention this podcast just, just once on his show to help out his producer. I was talking about the Long Shots podcast. Long Shots pod up. Yep. Yeah. Me and Wes. <laughs> Maybe I could. <laughs> just doesn't get enough promotion there, uh, Unders Club. Bruce Dobiggin, clubbing at 70 lasts as long as it takes to look at your waitress and think of your grandchildren. That's what Bruce Dobiggin says at the age of 70 uh, to our question about how long you could stay in the club. Three Jack, 
H3131. It would take no less than five figures to hang out for three hours in a club unless you bring delicious and Matt Brown kicks a field goal ahead of time. <laughs> Go Rangers. <laughs> he worked it all in there. Uh, Drew Ditzik is kind enough to join us for a second segment this morning. Again, at whale underscore capper. The name of his two podcasts are the Deep Dive podcast with Drew Ditzik and Andy Molitor. And of course, NBC Sports bet the edge. Drewski, how did your week five in the NFL go for you? Ooh, week five was solid. Uh, sides in particular, um, I think I went five and one. Only loser was the Broncos, which uh, was a weird one because my handicap was basically guessing that the Broncos defense was going to be healthy. They were, but uh, it was their offense that was, uh, you know, basically the, the, the major you know, negative influence in that game. Um, but, uh, I will completely own the fact that I got pretty lucky, uh, on a couple of things. And actually like to this point in the season, if you're doing well, I think you have to have gotten a little bit lucky. Oh, yeah. Um, what were the two you uh, got lucky on? Cause we were just talking about this on Monday, how, you know, mm-hmm. we lose and it comes down to one play, but when we win, we don't acknowledge it as much perhaps as humans. <laughs> what were the, what were the plays? Uh, the lucky ones, uh, I got away with a big bet on the chiefs at three and a half. Um, I think uh, if you play that game a bunch, the Vikings probably tie it, and then the Chiefs kill the clock, win by three a lot of the time. <laughs> that was uh, uh, the refs picking up that flag was pretty, the ref, uh, pretty wild. The ref picking yeah. up the flag, yes. Yeah, yeah. I have I, I haven't seen that very often. P, uh, P. The P. Other, I in the, <laughs> P. I in the end zone that was flagged and then picked up yeah. for those who don't know what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The other one that is more obvious and has been more talked about just because it's, there's an easy angle to talk about. It was Pittsburgh. Um, I bet that game because I thought Kenny Pickett was going to have to sit. It was going to be Trubisky and then he had a higher floor uh, and then, and then, you know, Pickett ends up playing. Um, and, you know, there's a pretty obvious takeaways about the, you know, the Ravens drops being hugely influential in that game. And, you know, I guess maybe that, uh, you know, that excuses the Ravens second half performance, which was pretty miserable. Um, but the uh, and, you know, it also doesn't really give credit to the special teams in the defense for the Steelers, who, you know, were pretty outstanding uh, down the stretch of that one. So um, but either either way, uh, you know, the Steelers winning was was pretty wild. Um, the other one that I, I guess it shouldn't have felt lucky, but like because I feel like it was absolutely the right side. But Jacksonville winning outright felt a little bit. Uh, you know, like they, that was there to be lost uh, in a lot of ways. They were they left so many points in the field. Uh, so escaping that head to head with the win was pretty huge for not just Jags money line, but uh, some of the, the Jags futures I have now having a little bit more equity. I think uh, uh, that was pretty nice. And uh, and then, you know, I, I was pretty close to betting on uh, the Patriots. I, I was ta- I was no. I was ready to go like, oh, you're going to let me bet Belichick uh, under a field goal off the worst loss <laughs> of his career. Let's go. Um, and then I actually tried to, I did the matchup, uh, and I'd looked at my numbers and I was like, I can't justify this bet whatsoever. So I didn't play it <laughs> and that actually, but you know, you know there, saved, and then there's saved me some money and even games you weren't involved in, right? Like I was talking about how, you know, Houston Atlanta came down to that final drive could have gone either way. Oh, I was involved in that. Oh, you were, <laughs> I got, you I were. got to pick them. Yeah. I got the pick them on Atlanta. So oh, I, nice. uh, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, I didn't, didn't get, uh, I didn't middle it, which is which was a, a bummer. I could have, that would have been nice, but uh, no, I was involved in that one, but I think, I, I think Atlanta was the right side there. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that was a lucky result. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying, I don't, I'm not saying it's lucky. I'm just saying these games objectively come down to, you know, those moments, right? It's all Plinko in the end for some of these, the, even, you know, other games I was mentioning the Titans, it'll get lost, had a fourth and one for Derrick Henry that didn't, 
that yeah. didn't convert. That game could have had a totally different outcome if that happens. And even in Cincinnati, which is clearly the right side against Arizona, and won by 14 again, Arizona was had a fourth and one inside the 20 late third quarter, could have gone up in that game. And for whatever reason, they decide to go shotgun and east-west instead of, you know, just sneaking dobs. Oh, there's so many of these games, right, where it, like, comes down to these one moments. Uh, or one yard is, is the issue in the end. Um, all that said, oh, how we love betting it. And, and, we, <laughs> and week number six of the NFL pre- presents itself. What do you like? What have you bet so far? Uh, not very much, actually. This is my latest action that I've had on a uh, on a Wednesday to this point in the season. Um, I think the last three weeks I probably had like eight or nine plays already, uh, you know, fully, fully staked. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, my only full stakes are Rams, uh, Eagles and uh, Kansas City, Denver under. And I all all three numbers are gone. Uh, so I don't really even love any of them at current market price. So uh, I'm staring at a board that looks pretty darn fair. I don't know how I'm going to come up with contest picks this week. Uh, and I guess I'm going to stick with the Rams as maybe my highest confidence, even though that's out to seven flats everywhere now. Um, you want to talk about the Rams a little bit and the, Please, you know, yes. their matchup with the uh, Cardinals. So. I went against the Rams now two weeks in a row. I've bet against the Rams in the second half three weeks in a row, uh, and it's been pretty profitable. Um, and, the, and the reasons are very straightforward. The, they have a super young team, and their travel schedule through the first quarter of the season was brutal. Um, they went to Seattle, they go to Cincinnati, they turn around and they go to Indianapolis with, you know, not staying in the, you know, the middle of the country. That was a perfect opportunity, by the way, to do like a mini camp and the, at the Greenbrier, like the Niners do. I don't know why they elected to fly back and forth from, from LA, but whatever the case was, they put a lot of miles on that young team. Um, and it looked to me at least like in the, you know, the Cincinnati game, they completely ran out of gas. The offensive line ran out of gas in the second half. Uh, in the indie game, the whole defense kind of ran out of gas in the second half. Ultimately, the um, the magic by Stafford after the injury kind of bailed them out of that spot. But um, you know, the the they almost gave away a game that they had well in hand against the Colts. Uh, and so then, you know, I was pretty heavily staked on the Eagles last week, basically just expecting that the Colts D line, the Eagles D line was going to be able to dominate uh, as the uh, offensive line got tired there. And I feel like that was really what. Uh, carried the Eagles to victory much more so than their sputtering offense in the second half. Um, and uh, now the Eagles, basically, they've got a full week of not having to travel, play, you know, resting at home. Uh, I think that's going to do pretty, I think that's going to do wonders for this young team. Um, and I think that uh, another, you know, a week now of kind of figuring out what you have in Cooper Cup, how to integrate Cup and, and Puka Nakua uh, and Tutu Atwell. I mean, that might be the most dynamic three wide receivers in football right now. I don't know that there's another team that has three healthy uh, wide receivers that are better than the Rams and Stafford's playing at an elite level. Cardinals aren't really a team that I think can generate pressure without bringing a blitz. Uh, Stafford incredible against the blitz. I think he pretty much carves these guys and um, some of the magic of, you know, Arizona kind of giving you more early season effort than expected on the back of maybe people talking about how this team was tanking and they were no good. Well, they are no good, and we know it now. And I think uh, the Rams can expose these guys. Like 30 to 10 vibes. Uh, so Rams minus 7 is still a bet for me. 30 to 10 vibes. Van Jefferson, by the way, traded, in case you missed it, uh, to the Atlanta Falcons yesterday as well. Glut at wide receiver with uh, Stafford feeding his best buddy, Cooper Cup. They were doing a whole thing about who's been 
the widest open thus far this season on most plays, and the quarterback just doesn't even go his way. Sure. Jamar Chase, number one. Turns out he is open. He is bleeping <laughs> open all the time. And Puka Nakua is number two. Like, ever since Cooper Cup got there, it's, and, and even before that, it felt it felt like we, we got we got to let Cup back and be the star, so let's not go to Nakua as much. Uh, real quick, 20 seconds. You won a quarterly booby prize last year. Uh, what did you do the first week of that booby prize? Did you go 0-5? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I there was uh, uh, a. It was maybe like it, it was two weeks before we got to the final quarter. Uh, I went 0 and five, and I kind of did the math, and I was like, "Wow, there's a lot of the pool that's eliminated because they didn't get their picks in one week." So I started tacking even before we got to the final quarter. Okay, so but yeah, I went 0 and, 0 and five week one, 0 and five week two, oh, man. and then and then it was strat- Then it was like strat- like, you know, it was it was on. I was just asking for <laughs> just asking for a friend, Drew. Thank you. (laughs) Will Hill next on Major League Baseball. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. the sports betting network don't forget on DraftKings sportsbook this season new customers can bet five dollars and pocket two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly plus all customers can get a no sweat same game parlay every day download the app and use the promo code vegas when you sign up DraftKings sportsbook the crown is yours still to come mike pritchard on the show to talk nfl and a, a discussion about betting exchanges with uh dean and jake from uh, profit exchange sport trade out there as well a lot of options for those in uh, certain jurisdictions like New Jersey. We'll talk about that. Um, Kelly Bidlin, though, if those, for those who don't know, is a bit of a melanin expert, I believe. Uh, and so is, is wondering how Joe Burrow – could you, like, explain what you were talking about off air? Uh, this goes back. Hey, if you listen to Drew's pod, the Deep Dive podcast, great podcast, Yeah, he's brought it up a couple times on there. I know other people have as well, but of how much Macaulay Culkin looks like Joe Burrow or vice versa. Vice versa, yeah. Yeah. How much Joe Burrow looks like Macaulay Cook, and I get it, except I can't see it as clearly because if you ever saw a picture of my brother, you'd be like, that's Macaulay Culkin. Like, that is Macaulay Culkin. So my problem, though, is how do you have Joe Burrow who's been playing football outside his entire life, pale as he is? He's so pale. Yeah. And I know I'm pale, and, Gil, and, but I sit here and do this every and day. And my response, for, and I think it really reflects the response of 99.9% of our audience, will be like, because he wears a helmet and pads. <laughs> oh, he did, He's done this his whole life outside. Come on. Shorts. It's not like he's in pads and helmet every single day. Here's a man who's melanin challenged. His name is Will Hill, everybody. You can follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. He's the star of the Megapod, one of the stars, and, of course, of uh, the Bear Bets Pod, both pro football and college football versions. How you doing, Will? Gil, what's going on? Sweating out this tiebreaker here with Serenko. I think we got, we're got we up 3-2, so yeah. uh, you know how these tiebreakers go. Hopefully one goes we're, our way here. We're up 4-2, by the way. 
Um, yes, good update. Keep yeah. them coming. Yeah. Um, I was on a, by the way, I was on a Tennis Channel podcast yesterday. I should probably give a shout-out. It's not out yet, oh, though. It'll be out go. tomorrow. Uh, Thursday will come out. Um, so I'll let everybody know where to find that when it is out. And then later today, by the way, since we're talking about that, I will be on the uh, Bet the Process pod with uh, Jeff Ma and Rufus Peabody at some point as well. So looking forward to that. Oops. Anyway, sorry I, sorry I hijacked that entirely. Five to two in the tiebreaker, Will. Um, okay. Um, no, get some more plugs in. Anything else you got? Is that it? A Megapod tomorrow with uh, Rufus Peabody. We're doing a little exchange. Right. Yeah, we're doing a little exchange. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on with Rufus and Jeff, and Rufus is on with us. Um, okay. You wanted to say something, because we were talking about this earlier off air. You wanted to say something about the Orioles getting a swept. Yeah, I got a couple old guy takes. First, you, you said it well with Bochy. I'm glad the, the manager, the old school manager, still has a place in the game because it was a dying position. These guys like Bochy, Dusty Baker, even Snicker, I'm glad they're still around. There's still a place for him because it was turning into a position where it's just, you know, it's the 30-year-old kid with his laptop doing what the GM tells him to do. Hey, <laughs> they tell me to take the pitcher out. I take the pitcher out, you know, in the, the fourth inning. And uh, I'm glad guys like Bochy uh, still, still have a role in the game. And I heard this a lot yesterday as the Orioles were getting swept. Oh, this doesn't in any way diminish their season it does a little bit you got swept i mean you were home you were favored you were not competitive in the series it's like look you won 100 games i understand the future is bright but i don't know it's just this new thing in, in sports and society it goes back to Giannis last year when they lost to miami he's like there's whatever he said his his tony robbins speech of there's no failure it steps to success it's like come on this is sports you lost you got swept and, and kind of have a little bit like that it, it is a bad look a little bit yeah no i think it's i think it's a point worth worth bringing up because it yeah I mean, look, I thought they were a year away. I thought at the trade deadline they were playing sure. for the dynasty. They weren't playing for this year. And, yeah, I mean, they, what it does is you can't you can't talk about the season without, you know, a team that never right. got swept got swept once the postseason hit. You and were, Texas, I mean, Texas wasn't the 98 Yankees, by the way. They had 11 Cy Young awards on the shelf. That, right. I mean, this is not, it's not right. a great team they lost to. So, I mean, that, that was a bad loss. How about the AL East being 0-7, too? It's just oh, it's uh, there's seven. definitely some unpredictable, unpredictability with it. But I just thought that was interesting. So where do all of your bets stand right now? Uh, I have twins to win the American League, and I have a twins Phillies exact the 60 to 1 that has taken a couple of haymakers in the past couple of days, starting with Monday night, where that was just... Uh, as bad a loss as it gets for Philly, I mean, it's hard to beat Atlanta three out of five. It's damn near impossible to beat them four out of five. And that's really what Philly's got to do now. Philly's got to beat them four out of five because they had them beat the other night. They had men on base all night. They're up four nothing. Could have easily. That was one hit away from being six, seven, eight, nothing a few different times. So I'd, I'd worry about Philly here going forward. Uh, it sounds uh, it sounds like Atlanta's going to pitch Smith Shorver tonight, start oh. him and maybe piggyback Elder. So I. I didn't play a side in that game. I, I don't play a lot of totals. So I'm going to wait for a pitching announcement. I'm probably going to play the over. I don't I don't play a lot of overs, I should say. I, I do play totals. Um, I think that's going to be a lot of runs. Nola gives up a lot of homers, 32 homers in like 190-something innings. Uh, and I think whoever Atlanta pitches will give up some runs, whether it's Elder, whether it's Shorver. We'll probably see both of them. To me, this is like a 6-5, 7-6 type of game. I think we'll see some offense here. Uh, small ballpark, decent weather night. So, uh, I worry about Philly, though. Sometimes these short series, they turn, and they just they never turn back. That was a gut-punch loss for Philly the other night. Oh, yes, it was. Yes, it was. For those of us who have uh, stakes in Philly, it sure was. By the way, just one correction. That is the early game today. That's the uh, 507 yeah. Eastern, 207 Pacific start. Phillies uh, in a deadlock series at one apiece hosting the Braves. Phillies minus 120 behind Aaron Nola. Then it's the Astros and the Twins, the aforementioned Twins. Astros went up 2-1 to one in that series, one of the haymakers you took yesterday, uh, Jose Obreu with the first inning haymaker. 
Astros trying to close this out now. Joe Ryan finally gets his postseason start, but it is against Jose Urquidy. Oh, excuse me, pardon me. Yeah, it is against uh, Urquidy. Urquidy has not been good. That didn't seem to bother Christian Javier, you know, for not being good for most of the season either. So what do you like here with the Twins? Eight. Twins also minus 120 favorites. Yeah, exactly my thought process. We're like, hey, Urquidy hasn't been good, but hey, that, that thought process didn't manifest yesterday. But this is a nice pitching advantage for Minnesota. Maybe Houston looks at it as like, I can't call it a house money game because you are still two games away from elimination. And anything can happen in game five, especially with Lopez for Minnesota. I didn't bet it. If I do bet it, I would bet Minnesota. Um, maybe I'll end up betting them. It, it, it would be a, a smaller play just because, like you said, um, you know, Boy, I just thought Minnesota had some bad at-bats. They had chances all day yesterday, walks, hit by pitches. seems like every every inning they had two, three guys on base, just couldn't get the hit to get them back in the game. So it'd be Minnesota or nothing. Um, hopefully we get a game five, not just for my bet's sake, but just for the, the sake of entertainment. I mean, the wild card round was a dud. It was four sweeps. We got a sweep with Baltimore, Texas. Hopefully we get a little drama here, get a deciding game. So I would think Minnesota forces a game five here. Would you? We were talking about how Minnesota is now 18-1. to one. Uh, 18 to one to win it all down two to one in this series. There's also an adjusted series price on them as well, which I'm efforting right now. If you didn't have any stakes in them right now and you were just landing on it now, would you, would you play either of those? 18 to one is not quite enough for a ticket that I can just bet it and it's dead. And I got to win two elimination games. I'd probably need North of 20. So it's not terrible. Like if you want to just, if you had, like you said, if you had nothing in pocket, you want want a little rooting action, Hey, Minnesota 18 to one, they win today. And and then you're, you know, maybe live going forward. I don't think it's a bad bet, but not quite enough for me to jump in. Serious price. Did you get one? Oh, I thought you jumped in there with a the series. Probably plus two eighty. I think it's plus probably, probably two eighty, something like something that. Something like that on the twins. And then the evil Knievel, the evil Knievel helmet on the uh, the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. Dodgers similarly to win it all now seventeen to one, but they're down two to nothing to the Diamondbacks. They're plus four fifty to win this series at this point. Do you want any part of the Dodgers? The Dodgers are minus one forty road favorites in this ball game tonight. I feel I feel bad for jumping off my snakes too early. I was on this yeah. team all year. I love this team. I did take a little piece of LA plus 450. There was a plus 470 yesterday that I missed that I'm upset about, but I did I did bet plus 450 this morning. I just think they win today, and if they win today, who knows? Then then you got a little uh, wiggle room. If you ever got to a game five, you could just play back and take Arizona plus one and a half. Hell, Arizona's going to be plus one and a half. Um, laying a little juice in all these games if you really want to just, you know, sort sort of get creative here and try to middle this. Um, I think plus 450 is a decent price. I think Arizona's got two big pitchers in Kelly and Gowan, and they got good pitchers at the back end with Ginkle and Seawald, but they don't have a lot in between. This kid tonight fought, spent a lot of time in the minors. He's not any good. Um, their middle relief, which is really the big story. I think one of the big stories of the postseason, the Arizona bullpen was awful all year and it hasn't been bad. They've been decent, but I think if you can get to the underbelly, the fifth, sixth, seventh inning guys, the non Ginkle seawall guys, I think there's some exposure there. There's some liability uh, at some point bets and Freeman got to hit the ball. I mean, these are two of the best players in baseball and they've done nothing. So yeah. this is a good park to hit. This is a good pitcher to hit. I think they score some runs tonight. Um, I, I would take the Dodgers. This this came to mind as I'm mentioning. This might be a yes run first inning with Lynn going and Fott going. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. Yes run first inning. I think seven in a row, eight in a row. Mm-hmm. It's done very well here recently. Sure has. By the way, Twins plus 320 to come back and win that series against the uh, okay. the Astros, just to clarify. All right, we got. Well, so that, I think that's a good one, though. If you're betting the Dodgers on the series price, well, you, you sprinkling anything on that World Series price on them? 17 to 1? Sense. 
I think it makes sense. Again, you could be dead on arrival as soon as you make the bet, but 17 one's not, not terrible. 30 seconds, favorite football play, either college or pro this weekend is? I'll go Colts plus four. I think that's a lot of points. Jags been in London for like a month and a half now, right? And then they, <laughs> they don't have any time off in between. That's a division game. Those are usually close, so I could see that being a field goal game. Let me check on that. Kelly, a month and a half? Is that how long the oh, Jaguars Sounds about right. I also yeah. have John Harbaugh travel info for you uh, at some point during the show. John Harbaugh traveling. Yeah, oh, oh. yeah, yeah. Ravens traveling. Oh, so, yes. Oh, okay. Which uh, the Ravens left on Monday. Unlike the Buffalo Bills, Ravens uh, went off to London this past Monday. Will, thank you as always. Gold Boys plug. Uh, Megapod, Bear Bets Pod, and twitch.tv slash Gold Boys Network. Appreciate it, guys. Will Hill, everybody. That's right here on the show. At not the Will Hill. <laughs> Megapod with Rufus Peabody this week on the Beating the Book feed. Looking forward to that. Mike Pritchard joins Talk Football next. It's a numbers game at Vison, the Sports Betting Network. Levitard next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.